Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Yeah, shot Chicago sports for sure. Afternoons on the score. Let's be clear. I mean, we don't have to you know, play games here. The White Sox are not only the second baseball team in Chicago, but there's a big gap between the Cubs and the White Sox. Uh, it wasn't that way 30 years ago. 40 years ago, uh, you know, but th- there were things that happened that most people won't remember. You know, the White Sox putting games on cable television before there was penetration. Harry Carey moving from the south side to the north side. Uh, we may remember that, but a lot of people don't. And there, once that happened, there was there, all of a sudden from being a two-team market, we became basically team number one and team number two. Moving to a site like this with this kind of project would dramatically change the relevance and the perception of the White Sox in the Chicago area. That's Mark Gannis, sports marketing expert, who's uh, a good resource on all of this stuff. And there's a ton of variables and we can push back against some and we should, but it's also interesting to live in the realities of feels like it's happening. And Jerry's what 87, right? Or did he turn 88? He's he, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And we know upper eighties, we know he's selling after he dies and I can just say, based on just math of <laughs> of looking at the rest of those stadiums oh around boy. baseball, here we go. Jim. No, 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 not the math of like the oh, age. I I the math the, of, the of, age of life. The stadium. Maybe he'll live to 110. But I'm saying, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you say it. You say he'll live to 110. <laughs> what I'm saying. Put him on the list. What I'm saying. There's a zero percent chance. No, 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 I am not comfortable with that. What I'm saying is that stadium. Whoever owns it next. Wants a new one. Now, you could say, okay, great. Do what they did last time and build it in the exact same location. Yeah. But does anybody believe whoever buys the White Sox from the current ownership group would look at that and say that's where they would want to buy the White Sox? Does does anybody believe that? I don't think that would be option one. (laughs) I mean, it, it could be something that you could do, and it might be wise because it would be cheaper to build there as long as you're... You know, your deal allowed you to fully build and you were ready to invest in all sorts of things between where it is now and connect Bridgeport, Chinatown and connect that to South Loop and all of that. Or you could just go closer. I'm now fascinated with and we'll have a lot of years to, to search into this, whether the South Side ends up healthier with a thriving, healthy ballpark at Roosevelt and Canal or a middling ballpark at 35th and Shields. 
You know, I, like I, that, that that to me is a legitimately interesting socio-political question that I can't pretend to know. My gut tells me a healthy South Side team long term is better than not having a healthy South Side team long term. The last time the White Sox averaged 30,000 plus in attendance was 2008. They won 89 games that year. Uh, they won. It was 28,000 in 2009. Every year since 2010, so the 2011 season till now, they haven't passed 25,000 in attendance. It's pretty pretty remarkable. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's go to uh, Tony. Tony's on the score. What's up, man? Here we go, Tony. Here we go. Hey, guys. Um, first of all, I live down the street from Justin Field, so if I see a realty sign go up, I will let, be the first to let you know. Thank Sweet. you. Um, if you see him walking the dog, tell him that a dog's love is everlasting, yeah, would you? Yeah, love Uno. You see Uno in the neighborhood? Of course, of course. Pardon me? I said, do you ever see Uno in the neighborhood? Yes, yes. Great dog. Okay, go on. He's, he's, yes. Okay, uh, my thought is that, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't the Ricketts have to pay out of their own pocket to do the whole Wrigleyville thing? And if so, because I remember like a ton of pushback from the city, yes. even when Emmanuel was the mayor. Yes. So why would why – would taxpayer money be go into this White Sox project? I mean, I love the idea. I think it's an uh, awesome-looking uh, rendition and everything, but h- how could we pay for this? The, like, well, the, Rickett, the Ricketts family this? has over $4 billion, and the Ricketts family owns the Cubs. Jerry Reinsdorf is the largest shareholder of the White Sox who doesn't independently have billions of dollars, and there's a bunch of – Minority owners of the White Sox. Yeah, from and from the city's perspective at the time, Cubs new rich owners, as Danny's saying, uh, you guys figure it out. The city's perspective right now is probably going to be, we just lost the Bears, and we don't want to lose the White Sox too. And this would be good as part of our burgeoning South Loop that is on the rise. Wrigleyville was doing just fine at the time. I think the motivation of the city and of city council and such will be much greater to help the White Sox facilitate this than it was to help the Cubs facilitate cleaning up their own place. Yeah, I just think it's the Cubs thing is a pretty massive outlier in sports anywhere. Because they were already healthy. Like, they've gotten healthier and better and stronger, and it's made them more viable. But they were already sitting on a, sitting on a good business where people went to see it, whether you're, they were good or not. Well, but so are the Cowboys. Yeah. You and know, they still got it done. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a, it is an extreme outlier. Well, how about this? Nobody thought that the Ricketts family was really going to move. Nobody really bought Rosemont as a thing. Yeah, sure. I mean, Tom, Tom grew up as a fan in the bleachers. Like it's, it's Wrigley Field. Yeah. It, Wrigley Field. It, it, it's it's Wrigley Field. You love the place. You convinced your dad to help you buy the place. You want to be at the place. We know this. Yeah, yeah, right. There was not much leverage to that threat, no question. Uh, but it it's it's arguing that like that Kurt Warner became a Hall of Famer because he was at a, they found him at a grocery store. You know, it's 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 arguing the exception to the rule. Oh well, we we have a team in town that has done it without public funding, without any tax dollars. With okay. Everyone else, basically. I mean, is there another example is there of, a, a, of a grocery store no, bagger no, no, who no, went on to the Hall of, of Fame? Of a, of a, John Starks. Of a stadium that's been built in the last 40 years without a dollar of public funding. I don't know. It's a great question. Is there one example? Can we have Mark Janis, sh- or does he belong to Mully and Haw? I mean, that's, that's Googleable. Uh, Rick is in his car. 
He's on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. What up, Rick? What's up, fellas? What's up, fellas? Listen, the, the Sox never got involved with their neighborhood. You know, mm-hmm. they never they they could have had a, a gold mine over there, but they never got involved with the neighborhood like the, the Cubs did. All right, and you know why? Because of Bridgeport. As a kid, I got chased going to the amphitheater, right, in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I'm 70 years old. And if I get out my car right now and walk down the street in Bridgeport, I'm gonna get chased again. The the so. It's the neighborhood, and them not getting involved with the neighborhood. You well, could bring a pile of people there. Well, I would just say, I, I know the Sox look, would dispute that they haven't gotten involved in the neighborhood. Name one be, thing they put up over there. I mean, that, that put, they've built over there? Well, there's name one little. thing they put up. Well, there have been reasons why they can't well, name build. One thing they put up. B- b- building is not a, about, you're not talking about like the ACE program yeah. and things like that. You're, not, you're, talking, you're talking about infrastructural investment in the neighborhood. Right, you could you, they could have had meetings with businessmen and build that neighborhood up just like the Cubs did. The Bulls did it. They suck right now today, but they got their community together. They did it. The Bears even you could go to, when the Bears game, you could walk over from Michigan Avenue. All those places to pull up. You know why? Mm-hmm. They all got involved with the neighborhood. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting point. Thanks an interesting for the call, call. Rick. And and Rick's reality, uh, you know, we need to hear it and and need to take it in and, and and understand it. He's he's talking about the neighborhood itself of Bridgeport versus the neighborhood where Rick is coming from and and how he feels he's welcomed or not within the neighborhood. That is a that is a nuanced topic and it's different from like the ACE program as you mentioned or the many different things the White Sox have done to try and reach out and what White Sox charities have done. Because they've certainly done a lot of things to try and reach out. But him feeling a sense of And that's an anecdotal example, For sure. right? Like, that's something that... So, so that's just his reality. And it, but it does speak to, speak to like, the, the, the stratification on the South Side and, and the racial tensions on the South Side, which I can't pretend to feel or understand. So... These guys over here, because Lawrence said he's back when Jerry is no longer the owner of the team. We've got Shane and Tanny who have publicly complicated relationships with the current version of the White Sox. Tanny, how do you take in this conversation as someone who my perception of you is you're pretty down on the White Sox, but you're pretty pumped about this idea? Yeah, this is there's a lot of layers here. Like, I, I am... whatever comes first, whether I would like to be in attendance in the first game in the new park or whether there's new ownership, whatever comes first, I'm I'm here and I'm, and I'm back. And the reality is I'm going to be back this season because like I said before, my family's still going to want to go to games. So I'm not going to like pretend to be like, I'm out, 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 out. It's just, you're, you're you're depriving yourself of one of life's joys of going to baseball games. Like don't want to be that way. But I think there is something to this where I feel like this organization could benefit by being in a more centralized location because it's, you know, got a proud tradition on the south side i understand that but a couple things here a new owner could come in and could move you out of the south side completely could move you out of chicago completely so this is almost like this is the best deal we may be able to get at this point for Sox fans and it's not even a bad deal because i think if you move your stadium and move your fan base to a more centralized location where you can possibly get more fringe fans, get more people that are just connected to your team. That's only good for your fan base and your organization and for the brand of the team as a whole, because then all of a sudden 
a, a fan base which has been a historically pretty small part of the of the pie here for years and years for as long as i've been alive easily could get bigger and all of a sudden you're maybe co- competing with the cubs a little bit for the entertainment dollar because not you're, you're not really doing that now but it doesn't even have to be competing but it's just like you have a chance here to make your fan base larger the very simplest way i could put it you can get more fans get different fans and i think this this organization needs a hard reboot right now and i and i hate the fact i know there's a lot of people on the south side don't want to see them leave we know a lot of great people down there who own businesses yes who i'm sure will not love this you know what i mean like cork all of our friends at cork stuff like that but maybe they'll pick up cork they'll pick up cork with a giant shovel and just bring it over and put it like on Wabash and yeah. and Thirteenth. Uh, they, they probably hate Cork because we're we're buying beers over there more than we are at the park. <laughs> I'll tell you that. But see, I, that's interesting because they 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 did fight. And they didn't build around Thirty Fifth Street, and they also didn't want it to happen. And and Mayor Daly the second also didn't want the build up to happen. And maybe yeah. that sucks protecting their in stadium income like you're talking about they really well, blew it in that way and also i don't know what they were allowed to to touch around the ballpark like i'm not gonna pretend to know about the logistics of that you got the church over there you got expressways over here and of course you got to have your parking lots you know what i mean so i don't know what goes into that i would say that the area of bridgeport now is a lot more ethnically diverse got a lot of stuff going on there in a positive manner so i i'm not going to dispute that that man's experiences because everyone has their own experiences but maybe Go over there now and see. You may find something you like over there now. You know what I mean? There's great restaurants over there. Yeah. Like that's part of what perpetuates all this from both sides. You know what I mean? Like that that and that stuff is ugly. But the bottom line for me is if you want more fans, if you want to be able to compete with the the New Yorks and the LAs and the Cubs in terms of your spending dollars and free agency, mm-hmm. this is a good way to get to that point. I think if you just have more mm-hmm. fans. Shane looked this up for me before the show. Uh just in terms of like walkability score, bikeability, transit score, where guaranteed rate is, walkability score 66, bikeability 57. So good job by you, biking there all the time. Yeah. Tra- uh, public tra- <laughs> transit score seven, 74. Clark- That's out of 100, by the way. Be clear there, out of 100. Thank you. Clark and Roosevelt. I thought it was like walk score plus. You know what I mean? That 100 was the base. 90 point. walkability, 97 transit, 90, 92 bikeability. Wow. And that is, again... It's a product of how the neighborhood stands right now. Exactly. Of course. Mm-hmm. And like, and it would have been amazing, obviously, if the ballpark there would have spurned that development and growth and all of that. And partly because of the lease, partly because of stereotypes, partly because of a hundred different reasons, it hasn't. Yeah. And so the new owner is going to be like, well... What about this? Yeah. You know? Well, it sucks, man. Two things for you. One is your question about what stadiums have been built without public funding is one we should look into more. But the United Center is the first answer. The United Center was built by Reinsdorf and Wirtz. You know, like almost entirely, the, the, the state and the city had, it did help with a little bit of infrastructure, but they found ways to, to do it by themselves, and maybe Jerry will have to do that. He might, he might end up having to do that again. There will be, it'll be a lot harder to make complaints against this if that ends up happening you know if if that if that ends up happening that's that'll gonna, remove a lot of anger about it it's, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot harder to do shane what do you think of this whole of, of the whole conversation around this yeah i mean I, it's there are so many facets facets to the conversation because you could be located anywhere if you have a good ball club right 
And the White Sox have not had a good ball club in a very long time. And it doesn't look like currently with this developmental staff and this leadership, the ball club's going to get much better. So if you want more monetary resources for your ball club outside of immediate new ownership, put it in a place where you can access more people. I use this word often in this conversation. It's about perception. Bridgeport is not far from the South Loop. It's not. It's a 10-minute car ride, 10-minute cab ride, two stops on the red line, whatever. It's not far. You can get there from the Metro, minute, red line, green line. Eight-minute bike ride. It, it, any, it, it's, it's so easy to get to Bridgeport. But the perception of looking on a map and seeing or standing on Michigan Avenue from us looking down, we'd be able to see standing on Michigan and Lake, that's where the White Sox play. It's all about perception. If you can get something with the brand new toy, brand new whistle, shiny bells, whatever on it, there are going to be more people who want to go check that out. And maybe if it's still the Reinsdorf family and their minority shareholders or whatever at the time when there is a new stadium, maybe that inspires those people to spend a little bit more money. So I would love a new stadium. I like the current one. I love Bridgeport. Every time I'm looking to move, I always scope out apartments in Bridgeport first. I haven't found the right one for me, but, like, I love Bridgeport. But this is modernization. Good stuff, Shane. Texter says, what about drivability? It's easy to get to the current park from Southwest Burbs. It, that's true. There are a lot, a lot of suburban Sox fans who like to drive to Sox Park, tailgate, park, hang out. That will be a little bit that'll, – that'll be more difficult. That'll be more difficult, more congested. You'll keep coming up to Dan Ryan, and then you'll get off at Lakeshore right there, and then you'll just come up another mile, and then you'll either park oh. at the convention center, you'll park – there will be parking lots. Oh, be I don't know. Congested. The, it's it's the, not going to be The different. drivability is going to be worse. It's, it's going to be a lot worse. But, but if you factor in getting off the ramp on the Dan Ryan, going up to the stadium, and then weaving in and out to either get to lot A, B, C, D, or whatever, you might add 10 more total minutes because the feed – into the parking lot uh, where it will be on 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 uh, Canal and Roosevelt is much easier than the one and a half lane feed in on the 35th from the Dan Ryan. I don't, I don't like know. the feed into those lots. That's true. It is a pain. In it's the horrible. Chest. And I always go to the wrong one. Horrible. Right. And, then, and then we're talking about our, our pals over at Cork at Cork and Carry, and a texture reminds us of McCuddy's, the saga of McCuddy's. McCuddy's was a bar Legendary story. that was that since 1910 had been across the street from old Comiskey Park. And when they were building the new place... Babe Ruth would go there, allegedly. Oh, right? wow. All the players like back in the day would go there. Love that. So when they were building the new place, the owners of McCuddy's were psyched. And then they realized, oh, we're going to have to be moved. We're going to have to like be destroyed or whatever. And they were saying, well, no, well, we don't want that. And the governor stepped in. Governor Jim Thompson stepped in and said, look, we'll make sure you get a new place. We'll make sure we set you up in a new place nearby. And they're still waiting. So, so, so Jerry and, and they didn't take care of McCuddy's back then. I don't know if they'll take care of Billy and Cork now. Uh, Bruce texted and said, Texas and Atlanta have both had two ballparks since the rate was created. Yeah, man, that's the thing. Texas and Atlanta both were like, are they getting new? And I can't believe they are. But to Shane's point, you want to be good as a baseball infrastructure, but you need the financial infrastructure and the ballpark village to give them a budget to make you truly viable. I would have guessed more than the number are older than guaranteed rate. It doesn't feel that old. I was surprised at it. It's it's just it's a very small number of parks that are older, and three of them are untouchables. Dodger Stadium, Wrigley, and Fenway. And then all of the other ones, you'd be like, eh, that place isn't great. Or they're moving. You know what I mean? Like, Kaufman, massive renovation, and they're moving. Rogers Center, 
currently going under a nine-figure renovation. Oakland, no longer there. Tropicana, brutal. And Angel Stadium. Dodger, That's the list. Yeah, the three untouchables. It's interesting because Dodger like has a stately vibe that doesn't seem to age. You know, it, just like Mary Hart doesn't age in the first yeah, row. There's something about it. Something about it that that place just doesn't doesn't seem to age. Um, because they haven't done the massive renovation, and I don't know how much people are calling for it. But no, that was good research. I, I, I was surprised that it was that. They have done a, res- uh, a renovation there at Dodger Stadium. At Dodger? It's beautiful. Yeah, I was there. Oh, okay. Uh, 2018. Uh, it was mostly like concourse and other ah. things, like just for modern upkeep. My bad. Upkeep, but it's it's brilliant and it's really nice. But getting in and out of there is still the as bad as it gets anywhere in baseball. And talk about a uh, a cemetery underneath. Talk about a burial ground Ooh, underneath. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, next caller. Oh <laughs> boy, built on uh, on an awful, awful legacy. Let's displace the Mexicans. It's terrible. Just horrendous. Well, take that out of context, well, yeah. <laughs> That would be terrible. I don't, I don't want you to do that. Don't do that. I'm saying it, that's it, what it, they it, did. It's the type of thing you shouldn't even think about Thank doing. Thank you. Thank you. We'll Thank you for having my back. No problem. We'll, we'll, we'll play categories in just over 20 minutes. Um, maybe a little bit more on this, but also one of the all-time minds, one of the great minds of our generation. We told you. We found Snoop Dogg talking about Caleb Williams, okay? Yeah. We have a similar brilliant level mind this time talking about justin fields next on the score the parkinson spiegel show the legend bill curtis a bill. tremendous honor for you to be on the parkinson well, spiegel show on the score much. i'd want to be nowhere else but here afternoons on the score look at the lady with the big glasses one night he just woke up and yelled watson what is that is it a sherlock holmes reference or something no i think that's a reference to deshaun watson who the jets passed on drafting in 2017 that's what I think that is. Sunday. That was close-ish. What, the sound that I made? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about when, when Jeff Garland was part of Cubs opening day and Tributosaurus had to learn the, the theme. So we had to figure out, all right, who's going to play this part? Who's going to do this? We don't have a tuba. Yeah. All right, bass player, do that part, you know? Yeah. I think I sang some little thing to make it a thing. But anyway, Sunday is yeah, exactly. <laughs> season 12 of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Incredible. Comes back, and it's the he's actually firmly on the record that it's the final season. He's said it before, uh, but people are like, why should we believe you this time? And he says, because I'm 76 years old. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, the guy was there for, what, nine of the ten seasons of Seinfeld and now 12 seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So that's 21 seasons of some of the most impactful situational yeah. comedy spanning, what, 35 years? Early 90s to mid-2020s. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty, pretty insane comedic genius. And he's doing press for Curb. And he's doing a little bit more press than he normally does because it's the last season. So he's getting his flowers a little bit. So he went on the Bill Simmons podcast uh, over at the ringer. And I haven't heard this yet, but apparently noted Jets super fan Larry David was talking about the 2021 draft in Justin Fields. Boy, it's amazing how that draft worked out for those quarterbacks. If you look at that Wilson draft, okay, Lawrence, he's doing well, not great. Right. And then Wilson, forget it, a bust. Fields, Fields, not sure yet. Not sure. Maybe 
not working out. Right. And then Jones and, and wait, Trey Lance, number three. Right. Trey yeah. Lance didn't even have a moment. So, yeah. So if the Jets didn't trap Wilson, the only other quarterback who possibly could have worked was Fields. And I could guarantee you he wouldn't have worked either. It would have been the, the same thing. He would have yeah. been just running around. Same thing. Exactly. Oh, my God. The learned Jets cynicism of Larry David. That's the only franchise who can claim it perhaps even worse than the Bears. I mean, they did have Namath. They, they, they have a 4,000-yard passer. It just happens to be Namath. who threw for like 4,006 yards 60 years ago. And, and, and has the worst stats of any Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, but that... That is a Jets fan looking at a Bears fan in the Spider-Man meme and saying, we know what you've gone through. We would ruin that quarterback, too. We couldn't get it right. All right, couple Fields. Fields. Not sure yet. Not sure. That is, that is Larry David saying he's not sure about Justin Fields. And he's a genius. So how are we supposed to know? If that guy doesn't know, how are we supposed to know? I know. I've decided I know. Yeah, you've decided. I, I've decided I know. I get no. But, but, I, I mean, I think I don't. You think you, you think you know? But who I, the hell knows? Who the, but who the, who the <laughs> hell knows is yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely true. All these guys, man. All these people. They think they really know football and they want to have a conversation. All I got to do is get them on the phone. It's just funny. It's to, just that easy, apparently. It's funny to me that Larry David knows Trey Lance's name. And knows he went third. You know what I mean? Like, like Trey Lance has played four games in the NFL, but the NFL is so big that of course Larry David knows. How deep, his team drafted a quarterback this year, and he follows the league. How deep could our could our guy Bill Fickner go on the Marv Levy Bills? You know? Yeah, he's a real fan. He's a real fan. He could, he could go deep. If you're a real fan, you can go deep, and you start talking about Daryl Talley. You yeah. know? I mean, but like. I think it's in play that Bill Fickner knows who Tevin Jenkins is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it just depends. It depends how much time you spend wasting on this stuff. It depends how much time you play fantasy football. It depends how much you gamble. Tevin, the- bad pick in fantasy football. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Guards don't score well in that no, league. In Max League, though, you got to know the offensive line. <laughs> Go ahead, Shane. Defend him. Defend Tevin Jenkins. He doesn't score in fantasy football because of Chris Morgan, the line coach. That's why. Sorry, Shane. Is that not how we're going to do it? I don't know. It's just a funny thing to hear that guy. That guy can do anything with what he wants with his time at any time. He knows everybody. Everyone knows him. He has hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, and he is keenly aware of who Trey Lance is. The only other quarterback who possibly could have worked was Fields. And I could guarantee you he wouldn't have worked either. It would have been the the same thing. He would have been just running around. Same thing. Exactly. That's so good. Oh, God. All right, I like this angle. So, so far we have Snoop Dogg on Caleb. Yeah, he's a good friend. Yeah, and we've got Larry David on Justin. We need to keep collecting these between now and the draft. Just celebrities talking about those two figures until a decision has been made. Oh, So, you know who we need to add to Shane's list of guests that'll drive him crazy because they're A-listers that are probably impossible to get? He loves when you do this, especially on the air. Yeah. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell, big USC football B- guy, big USC guy. I think his kid is at USC. Didn't he show up DJing at that frat party? He's on the field yeah. all the time. He definitely knows. It, it might be a little bit more doable now. He's he's promoting a documentary uh, about his best friend, SNL writer. I can't remember the person's name, but transitioned to be to a woman at like age fifty three or fifty four. Hmm. His uh, best friend of like thirty years. Really? Really? Yeah. I, didn't I did know not that. know that story. Was on SNL with him. Okay. Yeah. Well. Very Will, cool. Will Ferrell. Will, let's make it our. 
it's tough. He's very tight with the Dan Patrick Show universe. But, like, prediction, we will hear Will Ferrell's take on Caleb Williams to the Bears, whether it's on our show or someone else. We will get that opinion before well, April. Well, we have some things on our side. We've uh, got Paul Pabst, obviously, uh, which yep. is feeding him the idea. I'm sure someone's going to tell him. Yep. Uh, maybe he can get that for us yeah. uh, if we can't get Will himself. That's smart. But we'll also have to scrub all the Adam McKay stuff from our podcast. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> we can't let on that we've talked to Adam McKay, the running backs coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That will not go over well with Will. Would Speaks be able to interview Will Ferrell without making an Adam McKay reference? I could add a Holocaust reference. <laughs> oh. Just to clean it well, up. Then we'll be fine. But Will would yes end the hell out of that. <laughs> I have no doubt. I've, I have no doubt either. But it's kind of exciting that the Bears are in the... They're in the zeitgeist, They're man. in the zeitgeist. A lot smack of people dab. are going to be weighing in on this. Smack dab in the middle. Absolutely. Absolutely true. Informed and uninformed with an equal chance of getting it right. Sounds like the station. <laughs> because it's drafting quarterbacks in the end. What a tagline that would be. The score, the home of the informed <laughs> and the uninformed. Uh, it's been a while. I think I have three good categories. Oh, today. I'm excited. I'm just playing. I don't, I, I, I'm, I, calling I get to play. My, I'm calling my shot. Okay. None of you guys are going to have any problem with any of the three categories. Really? Yeah, that's probably not true. But I think they're pretty good. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. And here's the controversy. Listen, we love fun, right? Afternoons on the score. It's been a while. So, I think it's time to play the game. We're playing the game? (laughs) Yes, we're playing the game. Do we have to play the game? (laughs) What's the game? (laughs) the game is categories you play along today i am the host three categories normally things that we're talking about on the show two sports one not speaks will go first tanny will go first on the second category shane will go first on the third category shane normally wins we go around and around until uh, we are done with the category or someone has made a wrong guess. And those listening can play along. Meanwhile, I, I got to make sure. I'm making sure the text screen is not up so I get any help. That's right. Yeah. Take the text screen down, you guys. You're, you're the only one who's ever read off the text screen during categories. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm issuing the warning. <laughs> they, they turn the Twitch into emojis so we can't see on Twitch. It's, yeah. all good. it's brilliant. All right. Kyle Shanahan tied his dad, Mike, with eight playoff wins. Mentioned that fact on the show the other day. Name the 23 coaches in the NFL, past and present, with more all-time playoff wins hmm. than Kyle Shanahan, who is coaching in this year's Super Bowl. Speaks. All right, so 23 coaches with more than eight. Yes, sir. Don Shula. Don Shula is, of course, on the list at number four with 19. Tanny. Andy Reid. Andy Reid is second with 25. Bill Cower. Bill Cower is on the list at number nine with 12. Bill Belichick. Is, of course, number one with 31 all-time playoff wins. Tanny. Uh, I'm turtling. Uh, uh, Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells is number 11 with 11 all-time postseason wins. Yes, sir. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is not on the list because 
doesn't often win in the postseason. It's been and a that was a criteria for the category, yeah. correct? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey. I feel like he's just there enough Hand to, up. like, I know. Yeah. you win one Super Bowl and you're in the playoffs often. I yep. thought that for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, Mike Tomlin. Good guess. Good totally guess. reasonable guess, but not on the list. I'll go Marv Levy. Marv Levy is on the list with uh, 11 playoff wins. How about Jimmy? Jimmy Johnson is on the list. Wow. He's at number 20 with nine. So Just if, barely. If Kyle, Shanahan, if Kyle Shanahan wins the Super Bowl where oh. he is, he ties Jimmy Johnson. Ooh. Amazing. He's down there, huh? Yeah, he's, down, down, there he's the down there. Down there. Um, he's, he's tied with four other guys. How about Joe Gibbs? Joe Gibbs is on the list. He is fifth all time with number 17. With 17 wins, excuse me. Hmm. Um, did anyone say Mike Holmgren? No, great guess. He is seventh all time with 13 postseason wins. Oh, boy. Got to go back now. Um, hmm. How, uh, how about Tom Landry? There we go. He's number three all time with 20 postseason wins. So you guys now have the top five uh, all taken care of. Did anyone say Bill Walsh? Nobody did say Bill Walsh, and Bill Walsh is 16th all-time with Very 10 nice. postseason wins. Okay. Good guess, Danny. All righty. Uh, now we enter <laughs> trouble land. Yeah. How about Chuck Knoll? There we go. Number six all-time with 16 postseason wins. You guys are doing very well. How, how about uh, John Madden? There we go. Wow. He is tied with Jimmy Johnson for nine career postseason wins. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, how about Dan Reeves? There we go. Dan Reeves, 13th all time, with a, tied with a bunch of other guys, but uh, with 11 postseason wins. How about Hank Stram? Hank Stram is not uh, on I the list. I tip my cap to you, Speaks. Oh, that was well a good played. run. Good run, gentlemen. Uh, we... Active coaches, Sean Payton with nine. Of course. Uh, and Mike McCarthy with 11. Oh, we wow. don't acknowledge Yeah, him you said he was bad, though. And, and John Harbaugh. John, John Harbaugh, Harbaugh. I was going to guess with, John Harbaugh. Uh, uh, Tom Coughlin on the list. Tony, I thought about Tom Coughlin. Tony Dungy. Uh, Rosie Cheek Tom is what we call him Vince, in my house. Vince Lombardi. Pete Carroll. Vince Lombardi was. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put a seal here <laughs> and a seal there. They do the trophy for him, right? Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, exactly. Pete Carroll also would have been a good guy. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Good run, though, Tanny. And right. Shane. Good run. Right. Tomlin is solid guess. All right. What the hell's going on out here? <laughs> Basketball category. Oh, oh, boy. What the hell, dude? <laughs> we got a doctor in the yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. Speeds and I don't have extra schooling. <laughs> You're a junkie, though. <laughs> we have said. Sober oh, up. Man. Recovery. That maybe the only bright spot of this bull season has been Kobe White's emergence. He is averaging 2.8 made three-pointers per game. Oh, my God. There are only 22 players in the league making more three-pointers per game. This is a current NBA category. This is a current NBA category. <laughs> yeah. It puts Kobe White. It, you, these names will be Kobe Listen. White's peers this season in terms of made three-pointers per game. Listen, I've been on sabbatical, so this is going to be a tough one for me. All right. Well, th- you can throw some names, though, that are that would make sense. Uh, Steph Curry. He is number one, believe it or not. Nailed for, that. For one of my top clients. Most- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You keep him healthy, man. That's why he's number one. Dump that, yeah. Hip up, hip up. Luca. Luca is number two. Uh, Trey Young. Trey Young is number 11 for three pointers made per game. Yes. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson Mm. is number four. Wow. Yeah, Clay Thompson, number four. I apologize. Wow, all the way up there at number four. I apologize for the pregnant pause there. He is number four. 
Uh, CJ McCollum. He's number five. Very well. Very, wow. very good. Very good. <laughs> Who are you? Wow. Very good. Big shooter. <laughs> very good. One, two, four, and five, and 11 have been checked off the list. How about James Harden? How about James Harden? No, sir. Oh, my God. James Harden not at having more three-pointers made per game than uh, our guy Kobe White. The shame. No. The shame is real. He is actually – he's at 2.7. Kobe is at right 2.8. Yep, mm. right there. Uh, I still get to go, right? Yes, you get to go. <laughs> Devin Booker? Devin Booker oh, great is a great guess that is also incorrect. Wow, oh, man. Yeah. This is the company that Kobe White is keeping. It's impressive. This year. Shane? Uh, the heartbreak man himself, Laurie Markkinen. There we go. Number 13 in the in the NBA. <laughs> Shane Reardon, the junkie, has sobered up enough. Uh, Paul George is third in the NBA. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, LaMelo Ball, oh, Donovan course. Mitchell. Jason Tatum up D- there. Uh, Jason Tatum is at 19. Damian Lillard, Fred Van Vliet, oh. Kyrie Irving. But those are the names. That's incredible. That are in front of Kobe White in terms of made three-pointers per game. All right, those are two good season. sports categories right. by Danny. Yeah. Let's applaud, man, Let's applaud the, the star of categories right here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, Shane goes first on this one okay dan you have the answers very quickly i will say that Thank about you. yeah he's doing very well <laughs> speak. see what he's doing <laughs> I, I, i've well, been good lately i'm, I'm trying this year done it lately. yeah it's been a while it's a good point a while. all right speaks is back from the dominican republic it's been a while yeah it has uh the dr is one of 21 countries that lists spanish as its native language wow i'm looking for the other 20 primary Spanish-speaking country. I know what Shane's going to guess. I know exactly where you're going. Can I say Mexico? You absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's not what I was expecting. Mexico, believe it or not, is on okay. the list. I'd, I'd like to guess. Go ahead. My next? Spain. Spain is... is, is, is good one. I feel good about that one. Yeah. Thank you. Spain is also on the list. Tanny. Guatemala. Guatemala is, of course, <laughs> got to. on the list. And in his house. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Colombia. Colombia is on the list. Uh, Brazil. Brazil is not on yeah. the list. No, it's they, Portuguese. Yes. Yeah, Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not my on God. The list. <laughs> you idiot. Brazil is not on the list. Oh, my God. It's Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Oh. Yeah, no, not on the list. Oh. Right, I'm not going to guess Brazil. <laughs> I don't think it's on the list. Right, take it back. <laughs> take it back. You, you've guessed. We're looking for Spanish-speaking countries. Oh. Speaks is out in the second round. Ecuador. Ecuador is, of course, on the list. Venezuela. Venezuela is, of course, on the list. Honduras. Honduras is, of course, on the list. Costa Rica. Costa Rica is, of course, on the list. <laughs> not Brazil, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> what about Portugal? <laughs> He's kidding, I think. Yes, yeah. I am kidding. Danny, yeah. guess France. <laughs> guess France. Did you have a guess? I'm Belize, sorry. yeah. Be- Belize. Belize is not on my list. Okay. Right, like, I think enough. I think English. Yeah, yeah. I think English yeah. for Belize. Okay. Belize is not on okay. my list. Uh, Bolivia. Bolivia. <laughs> Bolivia is yeah. on the list. Yes. Uh, Puerto Rico. Cuba. Um, El Salvador. El Salvador. Salvador. Equatorial Guinea would have worked Argentina. There. Uruguay. Arch- yep. Chile, Uruguay. Yeah. Yep. How, how about Brazil? Brazil. <laughs> Brazil still not on the list. So I went back to the text screen and Peoria Matt says, Brazil, you there, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right. All right, man. How do you say no in Portuguese? <laughs> how do you say idiot in Portuguese? 
Wow. Oh, man. Okay. That's pretty good. That's so, good. So those are the three categories. So who won? Shane. Again. No. I only won one category. No, you won NBA and Spanish speaking. Oh, I won NBA. Yeah, long time, right. long time hoops guy. Yeah, right. and Speegs won the uh, the coaching one. The coaching one. Yeah. So there we go. How about that, by the way? <laughs> Kyle Shanahan could tie Vince Lombardi, Jimmy Johnson, John Madden, Sean Payton, and, yeah. to- and Tony Dungy. It's an interesting, interesting category because, of course, the playoffs are longer now. So, I mean, potentially there could be an extra game in there when you get in on the early side. Yeah, playoffs, have been, but I mean, they've been, there's been wild card in the NFL for a long time. It's true. Right? So, so it's just. But it, going back to Landry and, yes. and Noel, it's yes. like how many years they were in there. Yes, no um, question. And, and, and most of Shula's career, and of course, Lombardi. That's why I'm surprised that Lombardi. Lombardi with nine, Bud Grant with 10, George uh, Seifert with 10, Bill wow. Walsh with 10. George Seifert with 10. Yes. Cleaning up Bill Walsh's scraps. Probably yeah. should give him a little more credit than that. I mean, Mike, dude, Mike, if Mike McCarthy gets one more, he's top 10 all time in postseason wins. If he gets one more playoff win. Well, it's probably not going to happen down there. I, I mean, it, he was the two seed this year. Did you see what Jerry Jones said? I this, sure did. Today. Yeah, he's, he's not going to rule out working with Bill Belichick in the future. He's giving life to the Belichick thing, which burnishes. She's trying to burnish his own reputation because it's taken a deserved hit over these last few weeks as he's a guy who is much more conservative historically than his kind of maverick profile and reputation would have you believe. Like, he's happy to have a good, solid business yeah. that makes a lot of money, and he, he's not truly cold-blooded in trying to build a winner. And, and it, it just adds an extra layer to all the Jimmy Johnson, Dave Wanstead kerfuffle that we've been yeah. behind the scenes for some of this year and last year, doesn't it? Yeah, no, no question. But there's also, and I heard Florio giving some credence to this, of like the filter that really never existed also f- seems to be lessening a little bit. He's guy's 81 years old, hmm. and he loves a headline and a microphone and a Johnny Walker Blue, and yeah. he, he's got a very high don't give a bleep quotient. So like, did he wake up that morning thinking that he would – Wink himself to Bill Belichick, or was he just asked a question and he gave an answer he gave an and answer he and his, doesn't care about it at all? Just doesn't care and genuinely kind of waffles back and forth on the thing. Doesn't He is not thinking of Mike McCarthy when he says that. You know, I, I, I do think that there is something. That's why he's such a fascinating interview. Yeah. Because he's very powerful with no filter. It's rare. You know, so I, I, I don't. Like, I don't know if I give that any credence that next year Bill Belichick. No, like, no, he, I, I don't he, necessarily he, he, give he, it credence. I, I, I read it as just like cult of personality. And if anything, it's just him throwing it out there to try and make himself seem like he's more right. relevant and more possibly going to do a move like that. Right. Uh, in an hour, we got potential a little less, probably 445 or so. We have an all-timer potentially uh, from Shane that we're very much looking forward to. But. It sounded like Tom Brady might have inadvertently been describing what Ryan Poles is trying to build when answering a question about his experiences. We want to test this theory out next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.